Welcome to the Infertility Stress Podcast, where we talk about how to care for your mind and your nervous system during your fertility treatment process so you can spend less time traveling down the Google rabbit hole and more time living your life. I'm Michelle Kapler, fertility acupuncturist, board certified reproductive specialist, and mindset coach, and you've got episode 43. Hello, my dear. Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome. Firstly, I want to thank you for all of your kind feedback. So many of you have sent me messages about the last two episodes that were recently released after quite a long break, and I'm glad to be back too. And thanks for reaching out to let me know that you're still here and you're still listening. Today, I want to share some of my thoughts on the wellness industry and how some parts of it are problematic when it comes to infertility. Now, let me be clear. Some of the themes that I'm going to talk about today are things that I used to believe and wholeheartedly embrace. In fact, if you go back to past podcast episodes not that long ago and listen to some of the ways that I used to talk about these things, there has been a palpable attitude shift. And that's how it goes for any human as we go through this life. We have some thoughts. Those thoughts, if we think them often enough, become our beliefs. And then if we are open to hearing new information, we might start to have new thoughts about these things. And then our beliefs might begin to change. And I would like to encourage you to always be open to information and opinions that are in opposition to what you might have believed in the past. You don't have to like it or decide to keep it. But I think it always serves us to at least be open to having our minds changed. So here's the thing about the wellness industry, which ironically, I'm technically part of and I acknowledge that. There's good stuff here. There's so much support, community and useful information to be found in online spaces. There are people who are doing incredible work. There are people sharing important stories. There are tools that are legitimately helpful for people. And at the same time, there are a lot of people out there, a lot of wellness influencers in the fertility space who are sending the message both explicitly and implicitly that if you do all of the right things, that you'll get pregnant. And this usually means eating the right foods, doing the right exercise, taking the right supplements, having the right lifestyle practices, making the right choices, and carrying out all of the right actions. And yes, there is some validity to a lot of this advice. Is eating a healthy diet going to improve your health outcomes in general, including your fertility? Yes. Is regularly moving your body going to be beneficial? Of course. Are there helpful supplements out there that can help the fertility? Definitely. In fact, many of them make valid claims that are backed with research. Do your lifestyle choices matter in this context? Probably. So my message here is not that I think that this advice is garbage and no one should seek solutions like these, but what over 10 years of clinical practice has taught me, the pattern I see over and over and over again in my patients is that there's this generally accepted idea that there's a quote, right way to do infertility. And when we have this belief that there's a right way to do infertility and conversely that we're probably doing it wrong it causes overwhelm, anxiety, and a whole lot of self-doubt. And what this leads to is this hypervigilance in the actions that we take. 
It's this highly perfectionistic approach that looks like obsession, ruthless information seeking, planning, and unhealthy slash unnecessary comparisons to other people in similar situations. There's also this often unconscious connection that forms between doing all of this, quote, correctly and our inherent worth as a person, and further to that, our deservedness of becoming a parent. And it totally makes sense that we might come to these conclusions. If you spend any time in fertility online spaces or on social media, you are constantly being bombarded with the advice that claims to be the one thing that you need to do to move the needle and finally conceive. We hear these stories of people who started a new nutritional program and did fertility yoga and began meditating. And after five years of failed IVF after IVF after IVF, they finally got pregnant spontaneously and naturally. And I will tell you that these situations do happen. These seemingly miraculous stories are rooted in reality for some people. I've seen it myself in clinic. In my 10 years of practice, I have seen cases of people being told that they are out of options with their doctor and then making changes and conceiving naturally. But these people are the exception. Most people who receive an infertility diagnosis still need medical help to conceive. And the problem with hearing stories like this from fertility wellness influencers is that if people see enough of them, they begin to wonder why it isn't happening for them even if they are doing all of the quote, right things. They might even buy a program from an influencer who has a story like this and actually spend money on it. And that is problematic when we exist in a culture where we as people who are socialized as women are constantly being told that our inherent worth is dependent on, number one, our sex appeal to the male gaze, and number two, our ability to make babies. People who struggle with infertility are already being explicitly and implicitly told that because they cannot conceive without medical intervention, that there's something wrong with them. And when you tell people that there's a way to take action out of a situation, if they just quote, do it all right and do all the right things, that compounds these themes of self-doubt and insecurity. And that often leads to thinking that every little detail matters. It leads to obsessive behavior. It leads to the belief that you have to just figure out the one thing out of place that will completely ruin a cycle. And if you figure it out, you'll get pregnant. So many times I've heard things from my patients and clients like, my last IVF cycle failed and I think it's because I was really stressed at work that month. Or my lining isn't at seven millimeters yet and it's because I had a few glasses of wine on my anniversary. Or I'm not growing enough follicles it must be because I ate too much sugar during my last period. And the thing is, my friends, it's just not how it works. And again, I'm not saying that these lifestyle strategies don't count. I'm not encouraging you to throw the baby out of the bathwater, so to speak. Should you eat a generally healthy diet? Of course. But that chocolate milkshake and fries you ate last weekend isn't going to be the thing that keeps you from getting pregnant. Should you move your body? Yes. Research has shown that exercise has a lot of physical and mental health benefits. But skipping your workout for a few days because you're feeling really tired or because you just don't want to do it isn't going to be the thing that results in a failed IVF cycle. Is it beneficial to engage in practices that regulate the nervous system and relieve stress? Absolutely. But if you hate meditating and fertility yoga makes you want to crawl out of your skin, it's really okay. And no, that uncomfortable conversation you had with your boss last week that led to 15 minutes of crying in the bathroom is not going to be the one thing that keeps you from ovulating this month. 
there is no set of actions that everybody can universally take to get the same fertility outcome. And because there's still so much that we don't know about how human reproduction works, because there's still so much that medical science can't tell us about how our bodies make babies, it's a perfectionist fantasy that we somehow figure out a specific set of actions to take, execute on those actions perfectly, and then we get the outcome that we desire. And I know there's so much cognitive dissonance that can come up when hearing these things because people socialized as women exist in a world that's permeated by diet culture. We're always being told that our worth comes from constant self-improvement and that our health outcomes, and most notably our weight and the size of our bodies, are entirely dependent on the actions that we take or don't take. It's all about personal responsibility. But bodies aren't really like that. They're all different. They all have their own individual quirks and genetic inclinations. They're susceptible to illness and disease. And yes, infertility is a legitimate diagnosis. Bodies are weird. They do random things and they often don't align with our expectations. So with this in mind, what would your infertility experience be like if you could set aside just for a minute or two the idea that there was a perfect way to do all of this? What would it be like if you didn't have the full responsibility of your outcomes squarely on your shoulders? What if you didn't have the daunting task of figuring out the one thing that you need to change in order to get pregnant? What would you get to think about yourself? What would you get to think about your fertility process? What would you get to do or not do? All right, my dear, that's going to be it for this week. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this. If you are loving what you're hearing on the podcast, then you've got to check out my free fertility stress relief toolkit. It's a little bundle of goodness with some tools to help you start feeling less stress right away so you can get out of your head and live your life while you are in your infertility process. Head to michellecapler.com slash toolkit to get instant access today.